anytime you go to make an adjustment in the course that you're on or in the actions that you're taking, one of the challenges can be how much to adjust. And I think, interestingly enough, the adjustment is you're trying to make some changes to hopefully see some different results. And so often you can get stuck in trying to figure out, well, how much should I adjust? So we're going to talk about adjusting your course, how much to adjust, and more on episode 770 of today's antidote. Stay tuned for today's antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Do, 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 do. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Bob. That was a little lackluster, and I know that's a judgment. I, I, so I'll tell you. I'll tell you why you'll like this. Okay. Um, oh, I got some feedback. That's part of the. There you go. All right, I'm back. So, um, you know, each morning I try to move this program and and get it to do some technical stuff, and I have a piece of text that I copy, and I use it. And this morning, I thought I copied the text, but for some reason, it didn't show the right thing that I copied. It showed something I copied earlier that, while a lovely thing to write, probably not related to what we're talking about. Therein, I uh, I got a little panicked because I almost hit the send button and it would have been, well, it would have been interesting, let's just say. Nothing uh, inappropriate, nothing inappropriate, just... Not really what the people looking for this program were probably expecting. Hmm. Interesting. Ah, uh, yes, the challenges that we face every morning. Technology—it's—it's it's the blessing. It's the curse. It's an opportunity, and it can be an obstacle. It, it certainly can be, like anything, right? Correct. <laughs> With everything, they're both there. They are right, right in front of you. Yes, indeed. All right. Good morning and welcome, everyone, to today's Antidote, our daily podcast and broadcast. Each morning, Bob and I have a conversation around that week's topic. This week's topic is adjusting course. We've been talking uh, for a few weeks now about your pathway. And one of the things that happens on your pathway is sometimes you adjust course. And today we're going to discuss a little bit about how much to adjust, which I think is a big question and a good one to have a conversation around. And if you're curious about our topic, you can go back. Uh, yesterday, we talked about the benefits. And the day before, we talked about the challenges. And we talked a little bit about what it is on Monday. And and so please feel free to go back and check out those episodes. And as we go through our conversation today, if you have any thoughts or ideas that you'd like to share, please feel free to put them in the comments because we know it'll add value to the show and provide some insight that maybe Bob and I hadn't considered. It wasn't part of our knowledge, experience, or perspective. And at the end of our conversation, Bob and I will each offer our one thing, our today's antidote, the thing that we will hope, we hope will help you when you're stuck, figure out how to take that next step. If you're concerned maybe about how much do you adjust when you make an adjustment, uh, hopefully this will help you. And of course, if someone else has an antidote, please feel free to put it in as well. 
Because that actually might be the thing that they are looking for, that one thing that'll help them take their next step along their own unique pathway to success. Before, though, we dive into that conversation, each morning Bob and I share our celebrations. Bob, what are you celebrating today? Well, if I may, before I celebrate, Tom, you changed the title along the way today. If you look at your slide, it says course adjustments. And if you look at your video, it says adjusting course. And I'm curious, is there a difference? I slide said it. Huh? I don't know. Is there a difference? Course adjustment and adjusting course. I don't know that there is a difference. I'd have to think more about that. It okay, because I would argue there is. Course adjusting is an action, right? Course adjustments is a formal something you've done. And I like I like adjusting course because it's in the act in the moment. And I think that's what we're constantly doing. I just thought it was rather interesting. I, you, you know me. I rarely pay attention to the topic in any way, shape, or form. But today, as I told you, I have a much bigger screen in front of me, and I'm able to see more things in front of me. And I was just happened to glance and saw that it had made a little shift. It's fine. But I just wonder if that was something that was going on inside your head that suddenly adjusting course is different than course adjustments. Uh, it was likely just the difference of going from one program StreamYard to the other Canva where I create the slides. And and I would imagine Canva, the, the slide is the correct one. Because I just copy. A, 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 whoa, there's a correct one? That sounds like a judgment. No, there can actually Each be. Each was I, real in the moment, right? I, I actually, we haven't ever really had this conversation. I think there's a difference between the correct and what's right. Those are different. Correct. I've said correct because each day when I'm building the slides, I copy yesterday's slide and make modifications to that, which means that the topic stays, the main topic stays the same the whole week. The only thing that changes is the subtopic, the topic of the day. And so that was correct based on what we set up. Okay. So correct is there someone decided it's like there's a correct rule or a correct application of a rule in lacrosse, a sport that I officiate. And so you can do something incorrect. That doesn't mean it's right or wrong. Right or wrong is a judgment because someone somewhere just decided this is the rule and we all follow, try to follow it. Okay. And so there is something that, that is correct based on someone else's uh, accepted guidelines, like a law. There's a there's. If I was going seventy and a fifty five, I was incorrect. No, you were just following traffic on ma oh, any major fair. road in the United States of America. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> no, that's fair too. So I think there's a there is a difference I, in my mind between correct and right. Okay. All right. All right. I'm glad we had that little discussion. I, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment. Uh, there, there might have to be a uh, debate on this one day. Uh, that would be a fun debate. I'd be well. I would welcome that debate. Okay. All right. Uh, today's not the day. We've got, we've got too much to cover, and it's celebrations time. And Tom, we haven't told people in a while why we celebrate. So, Please if I may, we celebrate to one 
set the tone for the day. I find that when I celebrate something, it makes me look back and look happily at things that I might not have looked at happily. It help, It gives me a chance to be grateful for things that I might not have been grateful for because they didn't go as planned. It also gives me the opportunity to learn because I find that the learning for me comes from figuring out those things like, oh, wow, that really did mean more to me than I thought. So I, I, and I'll give you a great example. I had a dinner last night. It was date night. Dinner was going beautifully. And then it kind of took a turn, which happens. It's life. I could be upset about date night, not being perfect, or I could learn from it this morning. And you and I talked about it very briefly and you, you gave a suggestion, which was exactly what I was thinking in my head in terms of what I could learn from it. And I celebrate the fact that I got to have a date night with the person I really care about. That's the celebration this morning. We try to do that every Wednesday and it gets complicated because we're busy people. There's life that gets in the way. There's all the frustrations and aggravations and joys of the day. And we try to find that time together. So I celebrate that time together with this person. Just like I celebrate the time that you and I get to have together every morning, even though there are days when I disagree with you completely about correct versus right, but I let go because, you know, I'm okay with it. Thanks. <laughs> so how about you? Well, first, can I add something to what, what I'm the reason? To my date stuff? night, please go ahead. No. <laughs> Not going there. Uh, no, about celebrations. I think you talked you talked about one of the benefits of celebrating things that have happened. I we also believe that there's a celebration for things that are to happen. Okay, yeah. We can celebrate and that that helps us move forward to that and be and look differently at whatever that thing is. So I'm going to celebrate something that's coming up. Okay. Sometimes we can get nervous, frustrated, worried, scared, feeling like we're not prepared, all those things that can prevent us from doing things, mm -hmm. especially things that might be hard, difficult, or that could have a real value to us or our organization. And I think when we celebrate them, we get more excited about them and looking forward to the opportunity. So today I did a presentation uh, almost two weeks ago now, I think, around nonprofit boards mm -hmm. and to a group in person. And I thought, you know, this is an interesting presentation. I think there might be some other value to it. Shared it in a group that I'm in uh, online and there was some interest. And so I decided, well, I'm going to do that. So if you are a nonprofit person and you're having some struggles with your board, which many nonprofit organizations do, uh, please feel free to join me at 10 a.m. Eastern time this morning inside my nonprofit leaders community Facebook group where I'll be talking about how you can leverage your board and stop cringing as you think about your board and your board members. So I'm excited to share that value with others today. Can you put a link in the comments for us, Tom, in case we want to join that? I can. All you have to do is come to uh, my Facebook community. And, where I do and tell me this, is it going to be totally geared towards nonprofits or if I am leading a team, could I see value in it? even if I'm not in the nonprofit space. So yes. say I have a business with 20 employees or three employees, or I have vendors. 
and I work on my own. Do you think I would see value from it? Yeah, because it's a lot about how um, how you manage them. Okay. So often we think the challenge, I don't want to give it all away, but part of it is we think the challenge is them. Okay. Sometimes okay. we haven't done things to not only set ourselves and them up for the success that we desire. So, yeah. so it doesn't have to be a nonprofit. It doesn't have to be. If you manage or lead a team, just come okay. to that Facebook group. And you know you can come a, car, a part of it. That group is a is around nonprofits. Um, yet I think many of the things that nonprofits go through, small business owners and leaders do as well. So you can stick around, or come watch that, and then uh, see if there's other value in there. Whether you want to stay or not, that's up to you. Okay. All right. Awesome. I look forward to it. ten o'clock Eastern time today. Correct. Ten a.m. Eastern today. Yep. I'm I'm looking forward to it. My calendar is actually free that hour, and I didn't have it on there, so I, I will be I will be in attendance. Excellent, awesome. That so part. that's great. Let's get to our topic, Tom. How much to adjust when we're making course adjustments, which is a very interesting course adjustments or adjusting course. I went back to the original, but if course you want to go with your new approach, sure. Uh, you know, I, I think if I may, I'm going to start. I think how much or how little is a really interesting question. I think all too often we want to do too much. So I've talked all week about this cold calling thing I ha I'm having done. Yesterday, 150 calls were made. Most of them went to voicemail or were numbers that were out of service. And uh, I really had a moment where it was like, okay, I'm going to course adjust and get rid of this. This is a horrible idea. What was I thinking? What about day three? Well, and I think we all go through this, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, and I think it's important to note that we go through that extreme, what was I thinking phase. I think that's the radical adjustment. That's at the one extreme end. The other end is, okay, and I talked to the person who's doing this for me. And I'm like, tell me about the hangups. Because there were some hangups in there. Oh, well, you know, they'd hear that. Were they listening at all? Yeah, first five, six, seven words. Okay, let's let's think about that. And I thought about it last night. And I thought about it some more this morning. It's like, I've got to find really powerful words in the first seven words. It can't be name and I'm from. It's got to be more arresting than that. So that's a course adjustment. So hopefully I'll figure out the uh, better words, different words later today and share them with this person. We can see what those results are. I also could change the list. The list I have may be outdated. That's another option. I could also change the way I'm doing the cold calls in terms of who's doing it and how they're doing it. I could also abandon the whole thing. So I have a lot of different adjustments I can make, but the ones that will lead me to the most knowledge and perspective and experience are the smallest ones. Let's change the script a little bit today. And then maybe tomorrow, let's think about whether that list, because we'll have at that point, five, 600 calls under our belt, we'll be able to say, you know, if 600 calls and you got 30 hangups and you had 300 bad numbers, maybe that list is outdated and it's time to shift the list a little bit. And I'm trying to be very systematic in the adjustments in a way that usually I'm not. I'm much more um, throw it against wall and see how it sticks. And that works in some cases. You know, if you're writing 
you can write a sentence 18 times and then pick the one that you think says what you want to say. That's what I come from. If you're if you're whiteboarding, you can figure it out. If you watch my whiteboard presentation the other day in the Ring of Renegades Facebook group about course adjustments, you'll see that I was figuring it out as I went. And if you look at the end, it's a scrib mess. If you if you only watch the last five seconds, you're like, what the heck is this? I have no idea what this looks like. If you start at the beginning, oh, this makes logical sense. And I think so often we want to just erase everything and start over. And I think what I'm realizing more and more is all those times I've started over in jobs, in tasks, in 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 other things, I've probably not benefited from the knowledge and experience and perspective that I could have had. And I'll give a really great example that comes from my writing. I remember when I was in journalism class, like my junior year of college, one of the instructors, um, a professor had been a journalist for a number of years. And he said, when you write a story, do not, do not, do not erase anything until you have that final version. So if you look on my computer going back, I don't know, 15, 20 years, you will see version after version of things. The book, The Renegade Way book that I wrote, there are 26 versions of it because I would not erase anything. And it became too unwieldy at one point to even go through all of it because there were so many things. So it's like, okay, copy, delete some of it, but leave it in the old file and go back to that old file because... Those were the course adjustments. And you never know when you get down the road on the adjustment, you say, oh, wow, you know what? I thought those results weren't the the results I'm looking for. I thought that process wasn't the process that I wanted to take to use. But now that I see all this additional information, I've tried it six other ways. Who would have thought the first way I did it actually was really a way that gets me where I want to go. And it's hard to go back. And I think often we don't go back. We we adjust, 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 adjust. And we never get back to a moment where we go, huh, wow, maybe the original way I did this is the way that works in the situation I want. And I know things change, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of times that I've just powered through and not obtained the knowledge, experience, and perspective, or not acknowledge the knowledge, experience, and perspectives that I developed three months ago. You know, for all I know, the most effective cold calling strategy was a very original one I put in place on Monday. And we'll tweak it between now and June, probably every day. But where's the point where I go back and say, huh, I wonder if what I was doing in early February really was a more effective means of doing it. Because we can talk ourselves into trying new things all the time. We're good at that as humans. There's a better way. There's an easier way. There's always, everyone else has it so easy, Tom. Why can't it be easy for me? If I just do what you do, if I just do what Steve does, if I just do what Bill does, if I just do what Susan does, I know this is going to be easier. They all go to this networking event every Friday morning. I'm going to go to that networking event and my world's going to open up. I'll be a millionaire by the end of the week. I think we all have those flights of fancy. And when we're looking at course adjusting, 
we everyone wants it easier, quicker, simpler, right? Well, I think that's one of the challenges is and you know, I, I would offer this to you as well and what you're discussing is that in our desire to have it easier, quicker, faster, I think sometimes we adjust too much and we don't allow the process to run through because it's based on emotion. It's not based on a time that we just set and we determined, you know, you're three days in and how many adjustments have you already made? Very few actually, because I've been very, as we've talked through this program, I've been really holding my tongue and my email to not make adjustments. Like I almost made a big adjustment in the middle of the day yesterday. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to give it the day. It's not going to be the end of the world. Well, because what are you basing those decisions to adjust it on? The limited knowledge, experience, and perspective I have at this point. The results. Uh, yeah, yeah. How did you start this? Well, we made 600 calls and X number went to voicemail and X number were hanging Right. Up. No, you're right. It is the result. And so I think when we, whenever we get focused so much on the results, the emotion kicks in. Or our judgment kicks in. And we go to, oh, geez, this isn't working. This is, uh, Why am I doing this? Or why isn't this working? Why is it easier for everybody else? But, and it's that emotion, I think, that usually causes us to adjust. Rather than saying, okay, I might not be ecstatic with where the results are going. And I promised myself that we would not adjust until three weeks because I wanted to give it time so that I had a broader sense of, okay, what's, what are the results now? You know, they're going to have different results at 600 total calls than you'll have at 2,500 calls. And and I think that's the that's the thing. Or you could just say after 2,500 calls, we're going to pause in a checkpoint and we're going to now learn from what we've done over then say, oh my God, this isn't working. Let's just ugh, either need to throw it out or do something different. And I think that's where we get ourselves in trouble is we let emotion drive us, not our plan. Ooh. And emotion takes us off of our plan maybe just at the time when the plan was about to start working the way we thought it might emotion doesn't take us off our plan we allow emotion to cause us to go off our plan emotion does nothing we do it to ourselves based on emotion we allow emotion that yes. space, right sure I, I think there's a difference. It's not like emotion comes in and says, Bob, stop cold calling. It's me opening the door to, oh, I told Tom about this. I talked about this on the program. Someone's going to ask me about it tomorrow, and I'm going to have to say, well, it hasn't really worked out the way I thought. Hmm. What a stupid idea. What was I thinking? They're going to judge me, and now I'm going to feel really bad about the fact that I did this. And that's real. I think that's the core emotion. It's not the emotion of how I feel. It's the emotion of being judged for what I do or don't do. 
You don't think it's a little bit of – well, I would say that might be for you. For me, yeah, you're right. There might be others who are like, oh, my God, I feel horrible about this. I have to do something different because that has to change. Whether before you ever – you know, even if you – so imagine you had never shared that with anyone. You just went off and did this. Uh-huh. And you are where you are today. How much emotion would emotion drive – your decisions not being judged. Oh, I think if no one knew I was doing it, it wouldn't have bothered me at all. I, I, I think for, I think for me, the, the fact that people, yeah, I've probably got, I don't know, 30 people who are looking pretty closely at this. Okay. Are they more important than the one person who would be looking at it if you hadn't told anyone? And how much that would they are not you. but i i think so much of this course adjusting gets to the the need to be right the need to to not look foolish the need to act like we know what we're doing when we don't really know because I'll, I'll be honest i've never done i've done cold calling but i've never had an outside company do it for me it's been a learning curve this week has been a learning curve just building out the process that I instinctively know because I've done it. I know the product. I know the service. I know I know the questions that will come up. Converting that in a way that someone else can replicate that experience is a learning curve in and of itself. You know some of the questions that will come up. You don't know them all. Correct. You know based on your knowledge, experience, and perspective. And I think that's, you know, that becomes the challenge is that how do we allow the plan time no one wants to give anything time especially nowadays everybody wants it to happen immediately oh i'm gonna read this book and my whole world is gonna change today i'm gonna take this action and i'm gonna start this new program i'm gonna initiate a plan and everything has to start today we don't give it time to say okay this is what happened today. What might happen tomorrow? What might happen tomorrow? And again, that's why I, that's why I'm so such a firm believer in checkpoints and setting them intentionally as you feel it relates to your plan and not based on the current results that you're getting. Because I also firmly believe that results change given time. Can I throw a comment in? We've got Tina with us. Who says good stuff, guys? I like that. That's that's what I like to hear. That makes my day. Thank you, Tina, for being here, and thank you for taking time to share a uh, comment with us. Tom's smiling. Uh, if you're on the podcast, he's smiling because he knows I I love my good words of affirmation each day. Tom loves his words of affirmation. Thanks, Tina, for being a part of it. Thank you for listening. Do you know Tina? I do. Oh, okay. I know her well. Okay. Oh, Tina, <laughs> Tina has an update now. I didn't know this was live. <laughs> it is yes, live. It is. Thank Ta-da! you for being part of our show, Tina. We That's appreciate it. it. Thank you for being here, Tina. Any friend of Tom's is a friend of mine. Um, oh, she continues. She she ta- she can hit it best. I really like you guys a lot of really valuable information. You guys are throwing down. I like it. I Wow. You are making Bob's day, Tina. <laughs> I appreciate it as well, very much. Bob is definitely a guy, words of uh, affirmation. Edward joins us with good day. There you go. I, I love it. I, I, you know, it, 
Yes. Thank heaven she said I com- she didn't say I completely disagree with you. <laughs> no, no. That would be fine. Oh yeah. Did you problem. run your hand through your hair? It would have been fine. It would have been I just no, I Twice. got my hair cut the other day. It's really short and it yeah. itches. Okay, sure. Whatever. All right, Bob. Uh, wow. as we thank those people for their they're sharing their thoughts and ideas. What's your one thing today? I I think the thing that I have to think about most when we're talking about adjusting course and how much to adjust is that I need to remain confident in the systems I've put in place, the strategy that I've chosen. I need to be confident that that will uh, achieve a result longer than I allow it to. So I am very quick to lose confidence. And I think the more I can stay with the discomfort, you know, it's like surgery. You have surgery, you're going to be in pain afterwards for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months sometimes. And at, over time, it starts to get better and better. And before you know it, you have a day where it's like, oh, my knee doesn't hurt anymore. Oh, that, that toothache is gone. But you've got to go through the discomfort for a couple of days and you've got it. You take the aspirin, you take the whatever you take, the pain reliever, but you still have some of that pain. I think in some ways, course adjusting is finding the right amount of aspirin versus eliminating the pain. Okay. How about you? Think about that a little more. Okay. Uh, you know, I think that it's interesting. Uh, uh, the whole thought about how much emotion can drive us to change our course, to jump off plan. Um, That it's interesting to me to consider in the plan, what are our planned course adjustments? So if we're, if the plan is we're going to do a checkpoint at this, at this time, based on whatever we believe when we set it up, not based on emotion in the moment, um, that, in that we might say as well, well, here's the course adjustment I think if I need to make an adjustment would be next. So in your example of cold calling, it might be, okay, on after 2000 calls or on a certain date, whatever, so just some arbitrary thing that you think is a, is a time, give it to give it time to see what happens so that we can gain more knowledge, experience and perspective. You would say, okay, well, the first thing I'm going to shift, because I believe it might be the thing, is the script. Mm-hmm. And so now you've taken all of the emotion out of it in some ways and allowed yourself to say, okay, at this checkpoint, we're going to check this in. And right now, my first thought is, my first thought at the beginning is the obstacle that might get in my way is the script. Mm-hmm. And so here it is. And I think what setting up a plan like that is really creating a system, a strategy. And I think when we have system and strategies in place that help us, that we've already determined, this is what we believe can change, Mm -hmm. at least gives us the confidence to say, okay, I'm not now in a tizzy because I got results that I wasn't, that I either was expecting or wasn't expecting. You know, you could have had different results. The results you could have had, like everybody answering the phone and maybe even a bunch of people who decided to sign up for whatever it was they were signing up for Mm -hmm. and think that, Oh, this system is great. And just stay the course 
and never really changed and got caught up in all of that. And a whole bunch of time could have gone by. And then it stopped working and stopped working and stopped working. And now you're still stuck on, well, we had so much success. Why would I think about changing it now? So I just, I think that the, the whole idea of really considering up front what you might adjust and maybe how much. So either how much or what is really what the adjustment might be. And I think it, that allows us to not feel like we have to throw the baby out with the bathwater at the first checkpoint or at the first time we stop and based on results and the emotion caused from those results, decide to throw the plan completely out of out of whack. I, I like that. I, I also think that it helps to have someone else in that process. You've been really good with me when I want to change something radically saying, Hey, whoa, whoa, uh, let's, let's think about this. Not telling me what to do as much as just saying, Hey, this seems like a really big shift. What was your original intent? <clears throat> Have you given it enough time? Does, uh, you know, are you making an emotional decision? And I think that's something where coaching or accountability can be brought into the equation and can really be powerful in helping us figure out what that looks like because it's hard to do it. My emotions take over. When I was talking to you about date night, there was emotion in that. You didn't have the emotion. You had you felt for me, you knew you knew that it's important to me, but you didn't allow the emotion that I was feeling to affect you. So you could be distanced and say, hey, whoa, what's going on here? So are you right? saying that emotion can cause you cause that? It's not you acting on your emotion. It's that emotion actually caused you to feel that way. No, I was. No, that was shorthand. That's not what I was saying. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure I was clear because I thought earlier you shared something different. So I just wanted to <laughs> get clear in my head of, of where oh, we're. Oh, man. Uh, I so... <laughs> All right, everyone. We, we, it's time for us to go. I've made Bob even more nervous and after you no, got all those great words of affirmation too. I'm good. Go back to the words of affirmation. I'm going back to Tina. I'm reading Tina's comments again. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thanks so much for being with us today. We really appreciate Tina and Edward for sharing their thoughts and ideas. And of course, if others of you have a one thing you'd like to share, please feel free to put it in the comments because we know Bob and I aren't perfect. We don't have all the knowledge, experience, and perspective to have every answer, uh, that you have different knowledge, experience, and perspective. And what you can offer can be just the thing somebody else is looking for. So please feel free to share your thoughts and ideas, even as we go off the show, or if you're listening to the recording. Um, of course, if you're listening to the podcast, there's no place to share those thoughts and ideas. So join us in the Ring of Renegades Facebook group, where you can share them there. And there might be someone who is looking for exactly what you had to say. And you may find that one thing that somebody else shares there that helps you look at something a little bit differently and helps you get unstuck and figure out how to take that next step along your own unique pathway to success. So we look forward to seeing you inside the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. If not, we'll see you tomorrow. Bob's favorite show of the week. Oh, yeah. And we're starting on time tomorrow. Are you judging us? I am, because mm -hmm. I've, I've got to be somewhere uh, not too much afterwards. So we will be right at 7 a.m.
Busy Bob's got a place somewhere to be. Busy Bob's got to be. That's it. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern time for our next episode of Today's Antidote. Have a great day, everyone. Hey, just wanted to, that was a pregnant pause on purpose. Oh, okay. Embrace the renegading you, folks. So worth it. Can't, can't, can't dispute it. It changes my day. Every day I'm a renegade. It changes my day in profound ways. And it helps you go out and make it a great day. It does. All right. We'll see you soon, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's Antidote, powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn, or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Embrace the renegade in you.